Machine learning isn't the carbon hog headlines suggested. Climate research and actions related to machine learning far outweigh the overstated carbon debt. Welcome to The Future is Electric, a techno-optimistic podcast associated with the medium publication of the same name. We explore the future with a recurring focus on climate change, technologies which are transforming our world, and a side helping of politics and culture. I'm your host, Michael Bernard, Chief Strategist of TFIE. Recently, a study was published on the carbon debt of advances in machine learning. It's a fair subject to study, but the concern was overstated twice, first by the paper itself based on some faulty assumptions, and then by media headlines which blared the results. Let's talk about the study, Energy and Policy Considerations for Deep Learning in NLP, by Struble, Ganesh, and McCallum of the University of Massachusetts Amherst. It was published in June of 2019. Struble and McCallum are part of the team that built a state-of-the-art natural language processing model, LISA, that stands for Linguistically Informed Self-Attention. And as followers of my ongoing series on machine learning and clean tech will remember, attention is core to the space. Some of the numbers provided for the CO2E emissions were quite large, with one model, an advanced translation model referred to as the Evolve Transformer for Neural Architecture Search, having a calculated carbon debt of 626,155 pounds of CO2 or equivalent to train and optimize. 300 tons of CO2 is quite a bit, but some context is required, and then a recalculation with likely better assumptions. Context. As a reminder, neural nets are trained occasionally and then used many times, typically. Taking the Tesla machine learning model, it has over 500,000 cars, 500, cars on the road with its neural net chips, and Tesla's autopilot and auto steer features are used by vastly more people than any competitor. As a result, when thinking about the carbon debt of training neural nets, you have to compare that to the number of times they're actually executed and for what purpose? Given that each Tesla displaces an internal combustion vehicle, that when using autonomous features, the cars are actually more efficient, this is a highly virtuous use of machine learning. As a different example, an earlier article in the series looked at the Coastal Dam machine learning model. That use of machine learning took North American satellite radar coastal elevation data, trained it with ground truth from LIDAR, validated validated it against Australian LIDAR, and then ran it for the entire world. The model was executed a few times, but the end result is a static data set of adjusted coastal elevations, which is being referenced around the world for climate, for policy and climate action planning. In this instance, the understanding of actual threat from climate change and the multiple reuse of the outputs outweighs the carbon debt. Not all examples are so beneficial, of course. Recently, an article in the series assessed the heliogen improvements of focusing concentrated solar power and found that while the machine learning portion was interesting and potentially reusable in other domains, the end results were very unlikely to be of any value. Certainly, the purported use cases for its higher heat CSP didn't stand up to scrutiny. Let's look at the assumptions made by the research next. The key one I tested was the paper's assumption of 0.9454 pounds of CO2 or equivalent per kilowatt hour for model training. 
That's the U.S. average. And as I looked at that, I had a hypothesis that it was likely overstated given where most deep machine learning efforts were being performed. To that end, I assessed the state, the data on current state-by-state state CO2 equivalents per kilowatt hours from uh, IEA data. You know, the report assumption was about where Georgia is at about 0.95 pounds per kilowatt hour. Um, but it conceals a wide variance of potential debts. A model which is trained on Washington state compute resources that are powered off of street grid electricity would a tenth, have a tenth of the carbon debt of one trained in Wyoming. For those who want to read, see a chart based upon this, it's in the article. My hypothesis was that many of the models in the report would be California-based. Um, there are a lot of machine learning efforts that come out of that area. The 0.47 pounds CO2 per kilowatt hour that is from California's grid is only 50% of the carbon debt of the U.S. average. But then I looked at each of the major models, which had a calculated carbon debt in the paper to see where they were actually trained, assuming that at least one or two would be in training Google data centers with Google's 100% renewable commitment and offsets. The results were substantially at odds with my expectations. As a table in my um, paper shows, uh, the vast majority were trained in Google data centers. Uh, in all but one case, they were Google or Azure compute resources used for, for learning. Um, there were significant variances between what the paper suggested and what is likely an accurate carbon debt. And to be clear, even after my recalculations, the NAS Evolved Transformer model still sees 10 tons of CO2 equivalent for training, which is considerable, but also a tiny fraction of the 300 tons the study asserted. Uh, I had performed a rough assessment based on publicly available data earlier in 2019. What is the carbon debt of cloud computing? My assessment found that of the biggest cloud providers, Google and Microsoft Azure had the lowest carbon debt by far, having not only a commitment to 100% carbon neutral electricity they were working to achieve, but also purchasing high quality carbon offsets for their operations. That puts the CO2E per kilowatt hour down in the 0 0.033 pound range given the full life cycle emissions of wind, solar, and hydro. Amazon's AWS wasn't as good, but it still achieved 50% renewables for its data centers in 2018, meaning its operations are far below the U.S. average. The authors of the paper used a different approach to assessing data center loads. They started with a 2017 Greenpeace report on the subject, so it was relatively solid. However, it doesn't cite CO2 equivalents per kilowatt hour at all, but is silent on the subject. Instead, it reports different mixes of electrical generation actually purchased, purchased and provides percentages of those. Unsurprisingly, all of the major cloud providers are buying a lot more low carbon electricity than the average for the grid. But also unsurprisingly, they still have to purchase megawatt hour that have been generated from coal and gas. I won't quibble with Greenpeace's methodology but I do find a substantial various variance between the bulk purchasing of renewable electricity by Google and Microsoft and the claims of their data centers run in large part on gas and coal-generated electricity. I suspect that Google and Microsoft are buying sufficient electricity from renewables for their operations, but Greenpeace isn't choosing to credit them with it. But that's not the largest 
issue with the assumption made by the paper. That assumption is that since Amazon's AWS is the most popular cloud compute platform, and its breakdown per Greenpeace was roughly the same as U.S. breakdown, that the U.S. average was appropriate to use. As can be seen from my assessment, not one of the models assessed used Amazon. So that's a bit of a problem with the reliability of their results. To be clear, I've taken an average CO2 equivalent for renewables, assuming Google and Microsoft have purchased offsets to get them where they are not directly pursuing Renew purchasing renewables, but they might also be purchasing offsets, offsets for the low life cycle CO2e as well. This isn't to say we should disregard the subject. OpenAI published an assessment of compute cycles required to train machine learning over the years. What they found is that major advances in machine learning capabilities shown an exponential growth in CPU cycles, shown as a straight line on a logarithmic chart. Increase in CPU cycles to advance machine learning has been accompanied by advances in efficiencies of computer technology and lower carbon electricity, but it's still worth paying attention to. Those cycles are only going to increase. It's worth paying attention to the carbon debt of machine learning advances and uses, but it's not something that should be considered a major issue. You have been listening to The Future is Electric, a techno-optimistic view of climate change, transformative technologies, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Michael Bernard, Chief Strategist of TFIE. These podcasts are available from the medium publication of the same name, Anchor FM, and other podcast sites. Let us know that you are enjoying us via Claps and Medium, and tell us what you'd like us to cover next.